Uh, like Bert said, my name is Amy Horst. Um, and my testimony starts pretty simply. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are godly believers, and they um, taught us God's word. They took us to church whenever they could. And um, I believed at a very young age. I don't even know how old I was, maybe five, excuse me, maybe five or something. Um, but I know right then that my sins were forgiven, and I was made alive. I was made right with God through Jesus. Um, even as much as my little mind could believe, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, in middle school and high school is where I really committed to following the Lord. I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to follow the Lord. Um, I began reading my Bible daily. I had a youth pastor who really poured into me, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, in college, uh, again, you know, you come to college, and you're like, okay, now what am I going to do? Am I going to really do this thing, or am I going to just do what everyone else is doing. And that was a time, again, where I had to make a decision. This is my faith. It's not my parents. They're not here watching me. And I'm going to follow the Lord. Um, and that was another big turning point in my life. While I was at college, I met Brandon. And we started dating and got married. And we got jobs. And we stayed in Shadron. Um, and we served in the church here. And there were so many blessings in that and also hardships. Um, and we had three kids. Sorry, I'm being that person. <laughs> um, and here's where the hard part of my testimony begins. Lord, would you help me? Okay, so after, um, yeah, after the birth of our last child nine years ago, things just didn't go back to normal. After I had her, um, there were problems with my body. Um, I had panic attacks. And those were just abnormal, not usual. Thank you. I did come a little prepared. <laughs> but I appreciate the thought. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so things just didn't go back to normal, and I went to the doctor and um, was looked at, had some scans, and there was nothing that showed, and so it's like nothing else to do at that point, and so I continued on, and that just really began struggling with fear and anxiety and depression, quite literally worrying about my body, like the text today said. There were just no answers there. And it was really hard to know, too, whether this anxiety was causing the physical issues, because anxiety can, or if this anxiety was just, you know, a result of what was happening in my body. And it was just really hard not knowing what was happening. Like, no answers, but there's things happening. And that was just the constant backdrop in my mind. I was just kind of mildly preoccupied all the time. I could be talking to someone or whatever, and yet there's that in the background. Um... About a year later, we bought a house. This was in June, um, and decided we would completely gut it and renovate it and be done by the time my husband had to go back to work in August. And that was not true. <laughs> it did not get done. Um, and so there was just a lot of stress. It took longer than we thought. It was financially stressful. 
It's stressful that he would go to work all day and then come home and work till midnight on the house and then come home and sleep a little bit and do it the next day. Um, and I was mostly home with three small children and I was homeschooling our oldest. And I just remember going to the doctor for some issues and breaking down there and being referred to counseling. Um, and it took me a while to go, but eventually I did. Uh, and there I was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety. And I had some real relief and hope that the Lord really used that. He used some of the techniques, like replace this thought with something, and I would replace it with God's word. And that was really helpful. Um, you know, some of the things were helpful to a degree, you know, like exercise, and that was helpful. And she also recommended telling people, and that was the biggest thing that was so helpful. It brought light to that situation, to what was going on, and it opened it up and it kept it from being this thing in the dark that just grew on its own. And having encouragement and comfort from other people was just priceless. And in all of that whole process, I came to see that there was this physical mental response, like I didn't choose to have a panic attack. And yet at the same time, there was all this sin that was twisted up in it. Questions like we heard today, you know, did I trust God? Was I even worshiping God? Who was I worshiping? Did I believe him? Did I think he was good? Is that where my treasure was? And could I trust him even if my worst fear came true? Even if something was seriously wrong with me? It was also around this time that I studied, started studying the Bible more seriously, and that was a gift from the Lord. It helped me take my eyes off of me and my problems and God, onto God and his word, and learning about his sovereignty just helped me. Like, this is not happening outside of God's knowledge. God knows. God is using this. God sees. And help me see, too, that it's the Lord has a purpose for my life. It's not my purpose for my life. And being in the word was a huge comfort. And I really felt a lot of growth, mentally, spiritually, and yet the problem was the physical issues didn't go away. In fact, new things kept popping up, numbnesses that would last for months, pains, a list so long I won't go into it. <laughs> and I'm sure some of you understand, it's just really hard when you don't know what your body's going to do next. You feel like you're always waiting for like the other shoe to drop. And that just continued to test my faith. Do I believe what I say what I believe? And looking back, I can see it was like Israel. I was just turning and wandering and following idols and then maybe coming back and then something new would happen and turning. And it's so easy to judge Israel as we look at God's word and yet there I was. It was also just a really isolating time. It was really hard to talk to people about it. I didn't talk to many people about it. Um, it's hard to explain something you don't understand. People say, what's going on? And, you know, I'm like, well, do I go through this list of 20 things going on? Do you really want to know? Um, and then people would just say things like, have you been to the doctor? And all this and helpful things. But, you know, it was just really hard to talk about. And that made me want to pull back from fellowship. It made me want to not talk to people. It made me want not want to interact. Um, and all this, too, you know, was not happening in a vacuum. <laughs> Yeah, it affected my marriage and my kids, my friendships, and my serving. 
Um, in December 2019, uh, I was in the midst of another numbness spell, which was kind of like not unusual at that point, unfortunately. And one day I just had extreme blurriness, double vision. I didn't feel safe to drive. Um, I'd maybe had some mild issues in the past, but this was like undeniable. Um, so I went to the eye doctor and he ultimately, he referred me to have a brain MRI done and I was diagnosed with MS in early 2020. And honestly, there was a lot of relief in that. It was relief of knowing like I have this name instead of just these random things. Relief that honestly, I'm not crazy was a huge thing. And yet, you know, there was grief, you know, like all that time I wasted worrying, thinking I could add an hour to my life. There were seven years that I went through this period of not knowing. Um, and yet the Lord used it. Um, and obviously there was some concern for the future and huge lifestyle change. And, you know, at the same time as this relief, you know what, the future is probably going to look kind of similar in a way. I may have a name for it, um, and I'll, but I'll have this for the rest of my life unless the Lord heals me. And chronic illness brings a lot of challenges. You know, there's spiritual issues, there's physical issues, there's physical suffering, there's emotional battles. And honestly, I still don't know what my body might do tomorrow. But I do know this. The Lord has sustained me, and he will continue to. He's abundantly provided for all my needs. He's given me so many blessings in the midst of suffering. He provided when I couldn't even know what to express. My husband carried the weight. My family is a blessing. This church, the Lord is good. And I can trust him as I continue to walk in this. I can look back now and see how he used this to pull me closer. He strengthened my faith. What is faith, right, if it hasn't been tested? He revealed sin in my life, not just the sin of unbelief, but all the ordinary, ugly sin. And the idols that I was following, the idols of health and ease and comfort. And he helped me to turn from those and to find my true treasure in him and not in my health. My hope is not in this life. I have to think, too, how much would I have turned to the Lord in this, in, in my life, if everything was going smoothly? And the answer is, probably not as much. And I think of that verse, too, in Deuteronomy, where it says that he brought the Israelites out, and he caused them to, he tested them, and he caused them to hunger and to thirst, so that they would know the man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I want that to be my life. I don't live by bread alone. I don't live by health alone. But I live by the word of God alone. And sometimes it's really easy to have a burden or a weight, whatever it may be, and think, wow, I could just serve God so much better if I didn't have this. And yeah, this weight, this burden turned me to the Lord. I think of a song that we sing here. Um, all I have is Christ, and it says in one part, Oh, Father, use this ransomed life in any way you choose. And may my only... <laughs> I'm losing it. Mm. But may my boast be only in Christ alone. And may he use my life however he chooses. 
I just want to encourage you this morning, if you're struggling with anxiety, press into the church. Don't isolate yourself. Tell someone and bring light to that situation. And if you're struggling with chronic illness or physical problems with no diagnosis, which I have so much compassion for, I just want to remind you that the Lord sees, the Lord knows, and he's near to the brokenhearted. And honestly, whatever your suffering or pain may be, whether it's your health, whether it's money, whether it's a broken relationship, let it turn you to the Lord and let your hope be in him.